today, there's a big word in front of us, and that word says expansion. This is what real life is doing this year. This is our focus. We are expanding. If you were here last night, what do you do when you expand? Stretching. The word expansium, remember that? Which means spreading out. It is the act of increasing something in size, volume, or scope. That word scope really blessed me last night, and I felt like I needed to go through it again. And I want to stop here and say that if you were blessed last night, don't think that I wasn't blessed. Because the way that, the way that preaching works is that we study, but then there's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit where God begins to speak beyond what you study. And even you, while you preaching, are saying, ooh, we. That's the way it works. It lets us know. It's a reminder. It's a constant reminder, isn't it, Apostle, that this gift does not, Nelson, as you always say, originate with me. That this is God's thing. And, and my life has been forever changed by what we talked about last night. And so I, I believe that our scope has been changed. That is simply space or opportunity for unhampered motion, activity, or thought or range of operation, which is very simply more room. We have more room now. If you remember last night, we had the velvet ropes around me, and those velvet ropes represented the walls that hold us in. The things in life that have kept us isolated and in one place. But last night, we decreed that the walls have all been pushed back. Listen, not that the walls don't exist, but each time you decide to grow, you push the walls back. The scope, the scope, it is, an, it is applicable to an area of activity, okay? A predetermined and limited, it is predetermined and limited, but, but somewhat flexible. So, so the walls are there, but they don't hold you in. We keep pushing them back. Every time you decide to obey God, Lasana, you push a wall back. There's a flexibility about this thing. You got to understand, walls are not all bad. Did you know that the walls of your house keep stuff out? <laughs> and then it keep what's valuable in. But you just can't allow walls to restrict you. Say amen. So expanding is what we're doing. We have four, we have three areas of our vision for this year. The first one is what? Vision, which is needed to know how much to expand. Vision helps us to dream and plan beyond the normal already believed for possibilities. Vision helps us to plan for beyond what we're able to see now. So vision sees into the future. And it plans for it. So vision doesn't just believe for it. It plans for it. Second is capacity, which is needed to believe that expansion can take place at exceptional levels. You know what exceptional means? Out of the ordinary. I mean, awesome, amazing, mind-blowing levels. That's what capacity is. It's how much we can believe. How much can you believe today? 
No, really. How much can you believe by yourself without a prayer group, without help? How much can you believe when other people say it can't happen? See, that's what 2017 is coming down to, where you might have to believe alone. Some of your prayer partners may not be able to believe on this level. To believe in the face of everything that says this will not work. Have you ever believed for something and everything in your circumstances say, uh-uh? In 2017, we're going to have to expand our capacity to the place where we can believe in spite of what we see, hear, think, or feel. We're going to have to put our emotions in check this year. Somebody shout capacity. If you need more, shout capacity. You have to strengthen your faith this year. You're going to have to read as much word as you can get. You're going to have to do as much praying as you can do, fasting, seeking God, worshiping. Come on, talk to me. You're going to have to go to the places. You're going to have to go visit people and talk to people that have done what you want to do. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, expand your circle. That's not in my notes, but I felt like I needed to tell you that you might need to get to know some new people. You might need to go meet some folk that's done some stuff. Some people who have gone beyond limits. Yeah. I'd like to go spend me some time with a millionaire. Wouldn't you? If you want to do business, go talk to a business person. And don't just talk to the one who made it. Talk to the one that messed up too. Because you can even learn something from the guy that made a mistake. And then number three, territory. We learned last night that it is the love child of vision and capacity. It is the possession of the promises made and believed. It is going beyond the established boundaries, those established by others, life lessons, fear, and you. Territories where your faith get work and your dream I realized. Hallelujah. Territory. It's where we all want to end up. But very few people make it. A lot of people have vision. But capacity is not authentic until there's territory. Because whenever you truly believe for something, you start moving toward it. We gave examples on last night, and the, the last example we gave was Abraham. God said, I'm going to give you everything you see. He said, go ahead, walk through it. The length and the breadth of it. He says, and I'm going to give it to you and your seed. And then it said these words, Abraham moved his tent. This is the year, hear me well, you're going to have to move your tent. You're going to have to change your location. You're going to have to move toward what you believe God for. Say amen. I'm almost done. This is just a recap. 
Let's get into the scripture for today. Isaiah 54. Now, Isaiah 54, 1 through 3. Probably go through 4. 2017 is the year of the verb. All my educators just jumped on that thing. It's the year of the verb. Look at your neighbor and say, 2017 is the year of the verb. We spend enough time on nouns and adjectives. Amen. We talked about what <laughs> for a long time. Now it's time to act. Push your neighbor a little bit and say, act, act. Verb is a word that expresses simply an act, not an idea, not an idea. A verb doesn't describe an idea, it describes action. Tommy ran to the store. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Edward moved the podium. Oh, y'all so good? I feel like trying another one. Sam put on her glasses. Y'all good. English teacher over there, you're cheating. It, it, it's a verb, so it's action. So it's doing something. So faith acts. Faith doesn't just talk about stuff. Faith doesn't just believe for things. Faith acts upon what faith says it believes. If you don't act on what you say you believe, maybe you don't have faith for it. So if we really want things to improve, we start making moves to make them improve. Let me give you some examples. If you want to get healthy, you start eating better. Oh. You exercise. You take your medicine. You go to the doctor. And then the territory will be better health. But if you keep eating food that's going to run your pressure up, and say you have faith for your pressure to get right. I believe God I'm going to lose 20 pounds in the new year and never walk. Except to the refrigerator. No, that's not faith. That's just talk. It's just senseless chatter. Not this year. Not this year. You believe in God for getting over depression and anxiety, sickness. Financial, ills, whatever it is, bust a move. Have a vision for it. Write it down. Write the vision. Make it plain so that those who read it might do what? Run with it. So you might need to put something on your refrigerator that said losing 20 pounds. You might need to write something on, have something by your door. No, this is practical stuff. You might need to go get some post-it pads and put some notes around your house to remind you of where you're headed in 2017. You might need to put something in your phone that reminds you, say amen, to stop spending as much time on social media so you can spend some time and things to build your spirit. See, it's going to take some real action. It's going to take us cutting out some stuff. I'm going to say this to y'all. Some stuff is not going to make the cut this year. And see, one of the things, I studied this book, and it blessed me. It said, it's a simple life. And in simple life, they, they, it talked about 
uh, the, the difficulty in cutting out the good stuff. Because, see, some things are good, but they're not as necessary as others. So, see, you got to prioritize. You have to figure out, Pam, what is the priority in my life that's going to help me to get to where I want to be? Now, all of this other stuff that doesn't help me get there, maybe I need to let it go. Because it's not the bad stuff, Lasana, that's hard. To, it, well, as hard. Well, yeah, the hard, yeah, 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 the bad stuff is, yeah, hard too. But we can identify it more easily. But, but how many of y'all know you got too much on your plate already? You're trying to be 20 places at one time. And then you wonder why you're frustrated. You don't be frustrated anymore? You might have to say, I can't come to that event. Oh, Lord. I'm just saying, we want a whole life. We want a better life, but we're not making the moves toward it. So look at, so look at what this says in Isaiah 54. I, I promised you I wouldn't be long today. It says, sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith who? So who said, who, said, who said that more are the children of the married wife than, uh, uh, than the, 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 the desolate, excuse me, than the children of the married wife? Who said that? The Lord. So the Lord is saying there's going to be more children for the desolate than the children of the married wife. And the Lord said that's what it's going to be. So, so we're looking at a situation where he's telling a barren woman. He's talking to a nation, though, but he's using this picture of a barren woman. And he's saying, I want you to sing. Those of you who didn't bear, and, and he says, I want you to break forth in the singing, and I want you to cry aloud. Um, those of you who did not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate, which is the woman who have not been able to produce to this point. He says, more are her children than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. So he, what he's saying is, is, is there going to come a time when those who hadn't been able to produce are going to go past those who have been producing? So, 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 you, so you look at people and you, you look at all that they're doing, apostle, and you say, man, they look like they're busting at the scene. God said, I want you to go on and give a shout now because I'm about to excel you beyond those people that look like they're way ahead of you. Uh, see, some people go fast. Some people go fast, but then some people are consistent. I'd rather be more consistent than I am quick. Oh, God, I felt that in my spirit. Some people grow fast. Some churches grow fast. Some businesses grow fast. Some bank accounts grow fast. But I'd rather grow consistently because fast can fizzle out. So I might be slow to start, but you just hold on. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. So, so more. Somebody shout more. More. More are the children of the desolate. More are the children of the woman who was looked down upon and nobody respected because she couldn't have children. More, She's going to have more kids than the, than the woman who's been producing kids all along. He says, so I want you to go ahead in advance of this. Now, it hadn't happened yet, but I'm giving you a prophetic word. I'm giving you vision. And I want you to now shout for the vision that I've spoken over your life. I don't want you to wait until you have the kid. Don't wait until the baby's born. I need you to shout now because that shows how much you trust me. That shows how much you believe my word. If you can shout before you get it, then I know I can trust to give it to you. So, so don't wait until it. So see, the thing about vision is you got to get excited about it before you get your hands on it. 
Because you're not going to work hard for what you're not excited about. Somebody shout hallelujah in here. Touch your neighbor and say, get excited about what God has promised you. Shout, break forth. I, I like that break forth, auntie. I like that break forth. That break forth sounds like you're just walking down the street and all of a sudden you thought about what God said and you just, woo! People looking at you like you're crazy, like you lost your everlasting mind. Come That's, that's what it is. Shout, 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 shout. Somebody shout. Somebody shout. Sing, sing. Break forth. Break forth in the singing. Cry aloud. Go ahead. Go ahead. You. See, before, before the marriage gets better, before your health is 100%, before the money gets right, before you grow into that spiritual place you've been praying for, before the depression ends, the anxiety stops, before that, go ahead and start singing. Go ahead and start celebrating for the vision. That's okay. People think we're crazy. We celebrate for stuff we don't even have. Mother, you said it, but it's coming. Go ahead and get excited. Can I, can I say this to you? The world has been telling you, Portia, not to get your hopes up. I'm telling you, get your hopes up. Ah! I'm telling you, get your hopes up. Have faith. Believe God. Don't get your hopes up. You might get let down. Isn't that what they say? Don't get mad at the people that tell you that. Don't get mad at them. They're just trying to help. Oh, God bless their heart. They just don't want you to get let down. But see, the thing is, the thing is, it doesn't always happen, Jokima, quickly. And that's where some of us fizzle out. Because we get the word, we get the vision, and then we think, uh, Sam, it, oh, that's going to happen tomorrow. But no, sometimes it takes a while for it to manifest. And in that season, I believe that God, listen, I believe that what God wants to do is already ready. I just believe he's getting us ready. Perhaps there's some things about us that's not ready for that. Maybe, why, maybe that's why that thing still eludes us. There's some things that God wouldn't let me have because he said, if I give it to you, you leave me for it. Oh, I got to talk. I'm just real talk. 2017. And one thing God released me to do is be flat honest. I'm telling you. So be careful what you ask me now in 2017. I'm, I'm serious now. Because God told me, I'm not going to give you that. Because you ain't ready for that yet. You get that, boy, and you lose your mind. You be worshiping it. You're not mature enough. Want this church to grow to 500? 100 people sometimes make you mad. We ain't balancing our book with 20,000 a year. Ain't balance our checkbook in months with 20 a year. We want 50? Real talk, right? God, I want this. I want that. God said, I want to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. But first, I got to deal with you. I ain't heard you sing, break forth, or nothing in a while. 
When's the last time you ran from me? When's the last time you shouted? When's the last time you let off a good old Pentecostal dance? When's the last time? When's the last time? Because you're waiting on stuff to get right before you give me your best. I need you to give me your best based on my promise. Because if I promise something, it's going to happen. Is God lying? Somebody lying. God ain't lying. Listen. You with me? More. Somebody shout more. Now listen to what he says in verse 2. You're going you're gonna to really, oh my God. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Verb. And let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation. <laughs> Spare not. Lengthen thy cords. And strengthen thy stakes. Action. Now God, all he did was make a promise. Then he started giving directions. So the vision is more. But now the instructions come to test your capacity. I want to see how much faith you have to see if you will prepare for something you don't have yet. So I want you to make your tent bigger because you're going to need more room. Somebody say, I'm going to need more room. <laughs> so I need you to, in advance of the children that I promised, expand. So here it is, four words, four words. Enlarge, stretch, lengthen, strengthen. Enlarge, stretch, lengthen, strengthen. Say it. Enlarge, stretch, lengthen, strengthen. First, enlarge. It means to make larger or to extend, to give greater scope. Ah, oh, there it is again. To give more room. I love it. It is an area over which activity or capacity or, or activity and influence extend. So you, you need to lengthen. You need to, you need to enlarge. You need to give more room. Okay. Number two, stretch. It just means to reach out. Reach out. Don't stay, don't stay in your same circle. Don't stay in your same space. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, reach out. Well, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a people person. And, 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 uh, reach out. You might need some help with this. Oh, God. Reach out. Somebody say, reach out. Reach out. Reach out. Reach out. You got to reach out. You got to stretch yourself a little bit. That's next. Stretch. 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 To extend. You got to stretch you. 
You got to stretch you. you. You might have to do some things you're a little bit uncomfortable with. This might call for you to speak publicly. Oh, stretch. Somebody say stretch. See, 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 let me tell you something. The, the, the devil is not the problem. Can I give you a news bulletin about that dude? He's defeated. Jesus already came to destroy the works. You taught us that, apostle, of the devil. So he really can't stop you. It's us that's stopping us. Because we get comfortable operating in our little box. But let me say this to you about growth. It is uncomfortable sometimes. But if you're not uncomfortable, you're not doing anything. When you launch in faith, there's a certain level of uncomfortability. Because you know that what you're doing is bigger than you. We're scared to be uncomfortable. We like our comfort. We do. We enjoy our little spot, don't we? And get mad when somebody pushes us out. Has to make me sick. Always asking me to do stuff I'm uncomfortable. And, and don't let me find out you're uncomfortable doing it. Because then I know that's where you need to go. You need to conquer that. You need to conquer whatever makes you fearful. You need to conquer whatever makes you need to conquer that thing. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Somebody say stretch. I like it. I like it. Eat new food. Go new places. Stop doing the same stuff. <laughs> it can be just that simple. It could just be that simple. Feel me? Stretch. He said, stretch. He said, first, enlarge the place of your tent. Then he says, stretch your curtains. That the curtains are the part of the tent that, you know, the part that you covers and you can't, you know what I'm saying? So you, in order to make your tent bigger, you got to stretch your curtains. But the tent can't grow unless... You grow. You won't have room enough for what God wants to deposit. Next, next. Lengthen to make longer. Simple. To make longer. Here's my favorite. Are you ready? Strengthen. Sam, are you ready for this? Time to shout. It means to fortify. Now, why fortification? Well, let me tell you why. You ready? It means to make able to withstand physical hardship, strain, or exposure. See, if you make the tent bigger and don't deal with what holds it down, the tent will fall. So the tent, the, the stakes have to have the strength or the ability to hold what you build in. Which means you got to do some, some groundwork. To get your foundation ready to support what God's about to release. 
So there's some behind-the-scenes stuff that's got to happen in you in order for you to be able to possess what God wants to deposit in your life. And none of that is superficial. It's all hidden. God, work on me. Help me get my attitude right so I don't blow this blessing. Somebody need to shout it here. God, I'm not asking you to work on my mama. I'm not asking you to work on my daddy. I'm asking you to work on me. Show me me. So I can get all of this stuff worked out before the blessing comes. Because if I expand without being able to support it, I will implode. I don't get my pride in check. I'll blow it. Right? I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about us. We don't get that anger together. We'll blow it. So he said, so listen, before the kids get here, I need you to prepare for them. We want blessings, expansion, growth. Then we got to get ready for it. Now, for us to take a little skinny steak that can only hold up a 1,200 square foot tent, and then we want to double the size of our tent using the same steaks, See, we wouldn't do that. We, we, we know these steaks are not capable of holding up a tent twice the size. So I have to up the level of my steak in order to hold up what I'm building. Now, we can be honest with steaks, but won't be honest with ourselves. What is it about me that needs to be worked on? It's good preaching here. What do, what do, what is it that I have been, I have been, I know what's there. What's the word I'm looking for? Neglecting? No, that's, that's part of it, but I have been ignoring it. I know what's there, but I, I've been, no, I ain't overlooked it. I see it. Uh, I'm in denial. What is it that I'm in denial about? I hadn't been able to keep a good friendship or nothing. At some point, I can't blame everybody. I'm just saying now, if it's been if the same thing been happening everywhere, at some point I got to deduce, okay, wait a minute, what's common? What's the common denominator in everywhere I've been? Oh, me. <laughs> Everywhere can't be that bad. All the people can't hate us. I mean, y'all ready to expand? Then it's going to take some prep work. It's going to take some of us being real with ourselves and then taking some things before God and saying, God, I come right now to let you know I see this that you've been showing me. And I'm willing to do whatever it is that you need me to do so that you can release me from this.
Because I know you're not going to just do it. I got to put some work in. Because no way in here does God say, I'm going to enlarge your tent. No way in here does he say, I'm going to stretch your curtains. He didn't say, I'm going to lengthen nothing. He said, I'm going to strengthen nothing. He said, I'm supplying the kids. You get ready for them. And as our bishop would say, get ready. Y'all know, I'm almost done. Thank you, Lord. He says, if we, listen, listen to this, strengthen. The stakes were going to carry more weight, so they had to be equal to the task. The old stakes won't work with the new vision. Let's sit on that for just a second. The old stakes won't work with the new vision. Now, even some of the good stuff that we were doing are going to have to expand. Because there's some things that we did that are only good enough to get us here. But if you want to go beyond here, there may still be some changes necessary. So if you've gotten this far spiritually by doing this, and you want to go farther spiritually, you might have to make some adjustments. So we can't get to the new place doing the same stuff. Some things are simply going to have to change. He says, if you can do this, if you can get ready, he says, I want to tell you what you're getting ready for. You ready? He says, verse 3, for thou shalt break forth. So, you, so when, you when you prepare yourself for expansion, he says, one day, all of a sudden, It's going to happen. Now, people are going to look at you. People are going to look at you and say it happened overnight. But they didn't see you getting your tent ready. <laughs> see, we, we call people overnight successes. There are none. They were working underground before you ever saw the manifestation of success. So you will not be an overnight success. No, you have been working for a while, Warner. But one day, God said, because you have your tent ready, I'm going to let it go. You're going to break forth. I like that word, break forth. That's a sudden thing. Everybody looks at the woman with the issue of blood, and they said, oh, you know, they, they concentrate on the fact that when she touched the hem of his garment. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Can we have a little church today? She touched the hem of his garment, and instantly, not instantly, instantly after a while, instantly after 12 years, she had been putting in some work for that deliverance. Ran out of money and kept on believing. I can't get, I need about 10 witnesses here. Ran out of money, ran out of doctors, ran out of friends and kept believing. Sometimes you got to believe all by yourself. She couldn't even tell anybody she was going to touch him. She had to keep it a secret. 
Because Sister Moore, she would have told somebody she was going to touch Jesus. They would have told her that she was crazy. They would have got somebody to try to talk her out of it. So she had to keep it to herself. She didn't tell nobody until after it happened. Instantly, after 12 years, they'll be looking at you and they'll be saying, man, I tell you, she came up quick. She came up quick after she did some tent work. Get ready for your expansion. I'm believing God for some permanent expansion. I'm believing God that we're not going to just grow up and blow up. That it's going to be consistent, steady growth. Spiritually. Emotionally. Mentally. Financially. In our families. Our careers. Because God wants to bless all of that. But he wants to begin with your spirit man. He says, if I can do something with your spirit man, it'll flow out into every area of your life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness. And then all these things will be added Stuff will just come to you. Just find you. Come looking for you. A friend of mine always puts on Facebook, I'm chasing that paper. You don't have to chase no paper. Paper chase you. The blessing of God shall come upon thee and overtake thee. It's the Bible said, you don't have to chase a thing but God. You chase God, the blessing will chase you. Somebody shout God first. Go have our order right. Put God first and watch him. You love him with all your heart and then watch him. <laughs> you make him the love of your heart, and watch him. Abraham was the friend of God, not a friend. I'd never seen that in my life. Abraham was the friend of God, not one of many. God had a tight circle. Wasn't friends with everybody. Hey, God. Tight circle. Abraham was in there. So good of a friend, God said, you know, Jesus hadn't died yet. But I'm going to call you righteous. I'm going to give you advanced righteousness. <laughs> righteousness on credit. Oh, my credit good. <laughs> I ain't never bounced a word. Oh, you didn't catch that. God said, I ain't never bounced a word. If I say it, it'll happen. 
<laughs> yes, Lord. If I say it, it's going to happen. You just hang in there. It's coming. When I was a little boy, I closed with this. <laughs> the pastor, one of the pastors I heard preaching revival said, Jesus' command was so powerful that he had better call Lazarus when he went to the grave. Because if he would have just said, come forth, <laughs> so he had to be specific. Lazarus. So let's, let's, let's go home on this. You will break forth on the right hand and the left hand. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. That means this thing, this expansion, pray low. It's going to go to your kids. Your expansion is going to roll off to the next generation. And an anointing on them is going to be so strong that places that were abandoned, they're going to populate it. You hear me? They're going to go to unpopulated places where people said nothing can grow. Because you expanded. You're going to forget the shame of your widowhood. And uh, let me. I don't want to mess this up. It says, uh, fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Neither be thou confounded. Don't be confused. For thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. Forget and not remember. Now, I was wondering, why, how come? Isaiah said, forget in one place and then not remember in another. So, if I say I forgot something, that means, you know, it left my memory. Right? You know, I was going to, I'm the kind of person, I'll have something on the table, in, right there by the door. I feel a whole lot better now because I thought I was the only one doing that. I have it right on the door, and I'll say, I'm taking this with me. And I declare I'll get down the street a couple of miles and say, oh, and have to turn around and go back to the house. And don't you, aren't you mad at yourself? You forgot. He says, you're going to forget the past, the failures, the season. The blessing is going to be so abundant, you're going to forget the season when it wasn't flowing. But then there's some things you, you're just not going to remember. Sound like choice to me. Some things you forget and some things you just I choose not to remember that. But we ain't going to talk about that. There's some stuff I just ain't willing to conversate about no more. Because that's who I used to be. I ain't that no more. I just choose not to remember. Selective recollection. <laughs> Ain't no need me talking about that now. Not when God has done this. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about what God just did. I don't want to talk about my mess up. I want to talk about what God did. Can we have that conversation? Well, I remember when. Well, that's all right. You remember. 
You know, people get, can I, we got to go home, but I have to drop this nugget. People get upset with you when you're blessed, right? And when you want to tell them about the blessing of God, because you want them to be blessed too, right, Matt? You don't want people, you don't want to be the only blessed person, right, Matt? I, I know Matt's got that evangelistic spirit in him. Matt want other people to be blessed and want other people to know Jesus. Then folk will get mad at you and think you, or you think you all that, because you know what I'm Dude, that ain't it. I want you to have this. So, so, so listen, I want to say this. When God does, when God does drop your, your blessing, when, when your expansion does, does come, don't hide it. Don't hide it and don't be like, I don't want nobody to say that. You can't help what anybody says. The scripture says that God will use you as an advertisement to show the world what he's capable of. He will bless your life to show a lost person what he can do. That's why they remember you. That's why they remember what you used to do. So they can take a look at the old you and the new you. That's why. Prepare a table in the presence of your enemies. Right there, they all around you. Everybody talking about haters. Y'all know I don't like that hater thing. That's an excuse. It's an excuse not to go ahead and do what you got to do. We'll find any reason to stay still. I know I'm supposed to be stopping, I know, but it's just flowing, so I got to. We'll find any reason to stay in the same spot. But they won't help me. They won't support me. Stop it. I don't want to work now. How much support did Jesus have? How many haters did Jesus have? Three and a half years of miracles and mighty works. And he didn't have no thousand number church. He had, he had a ragtag bunch of 12 guys that sometimes he would scratch his head about. How long am I going to have to be with y'all jokers, huh? <laughs> I'm saying, we waiting on everything to be perfect, to go be who God called us to be. Jesus was Jesus no matter what anybody else did. Whether they denied him or betrayed him, he was all Jesus. You, you just got to flow in who God called you to be. Expansion. Get ready. Prepare yourselves. Because God is going to release it when you're ready. So thank God he hadn't released it yet. Because it could be too much for us. But when we get this prep work done, God says you're going to break forth this one day. Bam. I'm going to release it into your life. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. This year we are expanding. And that this, this is the season of prep work, of dealing with ourselves. And we're drawing our attention away from others and looking at what's wrong with other people and what other people need to do differently and what they need to fix. And we're drawing our attention to ourselves. And we're coming to you honest, Lord. And we're agreeing with what you've shown us already. And we will agree with you. We can repent. God, you can heal us. You can deliver us. You can set us free from all of those things. Thank you, God.
for the spirit of honesty, self-honesty, so that our stakes can be stronger than ever, so that when we expand, we can support what you're going to release. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we clap our hands and give God glory? Can we clap our hands and give God glory?